Uh, my name is Barbara Kolmer. I'm, I was born in Munich in 1965. I first came over to the UK in 1991. Um, I should probably say a little bit about how that came about. Um, basically, I studied translation. My main language was English. I also did French. Um, and the main motivation was really to come over for the experience. I hadn't visited the UK at all when I started uh, studying English. So in my first year of my studies, um, I decided it was time to come over and get to know the country where the language is actually spoken. And I loved it. Um, I then... Um, well, I finished my studies in Munich. I worked there for a couple of years and then I decided I'd take the plunge and I, well, I was, I, I didn't know anybody in the UK. Um, I sort of dithered a bit about where to go. Oxford was one of the places. Um, in the end, I opted for Edinburgh. Um, I came over, I remember it was a sort of journey on a bus, um, big teary uh, goodbyes, <laughs> and um, yeah, I ended up, I might, the idea was to stay in a youth hostel, um, a youth hostel was full. I was obviously not organised enough to get anything booked. And I ended up in this independent hostel in um, in Edinburgh, which turned out to be fantastic because it was a lot of uh, Australians, Kiwis, a few English people, some Slovak people who all spent the winter there on their travels and worked there. And um, I... I yeah, I spent the first few months there and felt like a little bit of a family there. Um, I was in an old church, which was sort of an additional quirky side <laughs> to the whole thing. And then I found a job pretty similar to what I was doing in Munich. I was a secretary at a science institute. So I ended up working at Harriet Watt for, for a while. Um, so I spent a good two years there. I um, had a fantastic time. Um, it was really, really good experience. Um, there was a bit of a culture shock initially as well, I must admit. <laughs> I had a fairly sheltered upbringing. I'd never known anybody, uh, well, knowingly, who was taking drugs. Um, the food, I couldn't believe it when a work colleague had for lunch a white bread roll filled with crisps. There, there wasn't so much European influence when it comes to food. It, I remember hunting around for dark bread. <laughs> um, yeah, generally the drinking culture, actually... Um, that was a bit different. It was different to what I knew. I mean, we, I, 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 I it's not like people in 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 my hometown. They don't drink anything but. <laughs> I mean, obviously the sort of capital of beer, basically. But uh, it's it was more there to 
part of the enjoyment rather than going out specifically to drink and th that was uh, a bit of an insight as well. Um, uh, the other thing was walking. Um, I mean, I, I lived near the Alps, so you would go walking in the mountains and you'd have these paths, very orderly paths that you followed. And uh, the first few times I went walking, um, it was a sort of cross-country through high grass, um, no path anywhere. It was sort of very un-German, unorderly kind of. <laughs> through the um, lowlands of Scotland, um, that was a new experience to me as well. Um, yeah, and um, sort of towards the end of those two years, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm someone who needs a bit of flight. <laughs> and uh, I, I found the winters in Scotland a bit um, challenging. Um, and my plan was to go back to, to Munich. And I felt like I sort of had that experience and... Um, it was time to move on a bit. I went travelling for a while. I went back to Munich. I was um, job hunting. I did a few temping jobs. I didn't really find straight away what I wanted to do. Um, and then as an additional aspect, I met someone who lived in London who said, why don't you come over? And then I thought, I haven't got anything to lose, really. So um, the second time I did actually come over, I knew people here. It wasn't quite the plan ever to live in London. One difference between living in London and living in Edinburgh, at the time I was always asked a lot about where are you from, why are you here, and I always had to explain myself a lot, whereas... In London, everyone's from somewhere, and you never have to um, sort of justify why you are here, and I love that, yeah. Um, so when I came over the second time, it was sort of very different, and again, I started temping a little bit, and then soon after, I found a job that I'm still in now after a scary 21 years, I think, um, so it, it it just worked out that way. I never had any plans to. I don't know. I don't think I had any plans. I just gave it a go, and that's what happened. <laughs> Do you feel you've put roots down in London? I think so. It's a very difficult one to answer now with Brexit, and I'm questioning that a lot now. Um. I obviously have friends here, I've got my social life here. There's a lot of things I love about the country. In terms of emotional geography, <laughs> I feel in the middle. I still feel a little bit German with certain things. I keep thinking I could go back, but I think for a long time I sort of thought I could go back whenever I wanted to because I also 
There's certain things I miss that are there. Uh, now that it's become a bit more real with Brexit, I feel very torn and I don't know. I don't know if I could really, truly, happily go back so easily. I think it would need some adjustment. I also feel that I've had an enormous privilege um, with just being able to move over here without any bureaucracy, nobody questioning whether I can stay here up to now. And I'm, I'm very aware of that since this interview is part of the... Um, the yeah, and I mean, it comes under the the topic refugees and migrants, and I feel a little bit out of place there because I I know I've had that enormous privilege of yeah of not having to worry about where I live or where I'll be accepted. Um, I mean, compared to to especially Germany's previous history where people just had to leave just to save their lives. Um, so on the one hand, I'm, <clears throat> I'm actually quite bitter about Brexit, but I also realise that um, I haven't really got anything to complain about. It's been... Um, I've had so many advantages in my lifetime, um, so this is absolutely nothing compared to what previous generations had to um, had to face. And I've been so lucky in the sense that I've I've always known peace. Um, I never had to face um, any danger to my life or or even unemployment or whatever, it's, yeah. Um, I still think a lot of the reasons how Germans are now are to do with that guilt. Um, I think, well, that's my impression. <laughs> I think Germans, the fact that Germany took in so many immigrants now, I think that's something that they're at the forefront of anything European. Um, and it's not just the fact that they're one of the largest countries in the EU. I think it's a lot to do with making up for their history. Maybe even the, the introduction of the Euro... Um, just the fact that you sort of join up the countries a bit more to to prevent anything like that happening again. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit confused about what this country is for me at the moment. I think Brexit shook the image that I had of this country a bit. Um, I know there's a lot of reasons for wanting to leave. I know there's a number of things that are wrong with the EU. Um, so it depends on on the grounds for that decision as well, whether people voted for it just from an anti-immigrant stance or um, for other reasons. Um, yeah, I yeah I'm still trying to come to 
some sort of conclusion about where this country, uh, how I view this country now. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I know it's been, I, I have been incredibly lucky in, in the opportunities I've had.